0: Welcome to The Tech Trek, where technology leaders share their insights, experiences, and views. Every week, I bring you a new guest. And on today's episode... Hi, hey everyone.
1: I'm uh, Shiva Paranandi. I'm currently the SVP of Cloud Infrastructure and Advancement here at Paramount+. Plus. Paramount Plus is a streaming company. It's pretty well known out there. In the land, we are amongst the top four or five Streaming companies within the uh, US and uh, pretty well known internationally as well.
0: Thanks for being on the show. Um, topic we're going to be chatting about today is dealing with the cloud at, at a pretty large scale. I think obviously uh, Paramount Plus uh, falls into that category. And I guess, you know, just to start off, um, you know, not, not knowing specific numbers, but just give us a sense, right? Because I, be, I think it's good for people to get a sense of when we say scale. Just what does that mean? What does scale scale for you mean? So
1: Paramount Plus is home to uh, many scheduled and live events. Um, like scheduled shows, like the recently popular ones, like 1923 episodes. Uh, we see a lot of uh, uh, interest from audience um, on that. Then there's like live events. The AFCs is a big thing. Uh, Super Bowl, that. Paramount Plus is going to host next year. That's like millions upon millions users, of users trying to uh, watch uh, the Super Bowl. We have already done a few of them um, on, on all access, which was uh, what Paramount Plus used to be called as before. And uh, next year is going to be on Paramount Plus too. So the scale is uh, very few companies um, see the kind of scale that Paramount Plus sees when it comes to some of these live events or hit shows or the Top Gun Maverick launches, Uh, there's there's a whole variety of them that happen every year.
0: Absolutely. I guess, you know, when we talk about these things, you know, and and we'll talk about how you deal with, you know, some of the technical aspects, but on the business side, right, obviously it's a growing business. There's certain demands expectations for scale you have let's say the super bowl it's a project you know it's a year out i'm sure plans are already in place or will be soon in place to make sure the team is ready i guess from a business perspective how soon do you get involved in in you know that understanding that hey this is coming and i need to make sure that obviously whatever needs to happen on a technical perspective will happen to to accommodate these business requirements
1: It depends. Uh, First of all, that's a great question. It depends on the nature of the event. Um, Some of them um, range from a few weeks, like you know, if it's uh, like a new show of nineteen twenty-three or a Top Gun Maverick uh, movie launch. Uh, So that's few weeks to a quarter or so at most. But something like as large as Super Bowl. That's that's like at least a few quarters in advance that we start because it's just not us. Paramount Plus, we depend on a lot of vendors behind the scenes. We use a lot of tools. We use the cloud. Uh, We have to uh, get everyone in line uh, to make sure that event is a success. So so it depends on the scale of the event. Roughly, we know how much scale would come in uh, just because of the either the marketing efforts or, or our own estimates or like past history. Um, so we can guesstimate um, how many users are going to come in. Sometimes those numbers are completely off. Uh, we think like, you know, for example, oh, we might see 10 million users, but there'll be like 25 million users showing up at the door. So we have to not only prepare for what we know, but also the unexpected part of uh, part of those events.
0: Hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a great point. How, how do you actually p- plan for the excess capacity? Because obviously, you know, you can over, you know, uh, you, you you try to right size it, but you can also overestimate by too large a factor. You don't want to be too lean on your estimations, but when you're sitting down and you're pl- doing your planning, h- what is the goal in terms of that estimation, in terms of giving you a little bit of uh, upside capacity?
1: There's a lot of science and a good amount of art involved in that, in that estimation efforts. Um, The science part of it is from what we know how the environment can perform. We know like, you know, if we scale to X number of pods, it can handle Y number of users. Um, So we know that information. Um, then obviously, there's a buffer. So we scale up to like you know one point five x or something uh, to add for that buffer. Now, like in the scenario where I said, oh, we are expecting ten million users, but twenty five million might show up. In those cases, we obviously uh, want to keep the infrastructure lean enough that we can scale on the spot, like when we see those big uh, uptakes coming in. So that's where, like, the science part of it um, comes in. Like, you know, let's be prepared for one and a half. Um, But the art is also about keeping things lean and uh, ready to go even higher if needed. Um, And making sure, like, the entire infrastructure and um, the code base and everything can handle something like that. Um, So there's, like, multiple tiers of indirection that we have or rather caching that we have that
0: can help with all the scaling and all the efforts behind it. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a streaming user. Um, I, I have a subscription to Paramount plus as well. I feel like I've, I add one, uh, I've, 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 I've one of everything, but uh, it is, it is interesting. The expectation of consumers when it comes to streaming, we have such a short tolerance for delays of any kind um, when you're approaching this. And obviously, you know, the business, and your involvement, your understanding, trying to give yourself more capacity. How do you simulate this? Obviously, you don't want the first go-around to be when you're live because that's, yeah, no one was going to allow that. But how, how do you run a simulation to see how much stress the system can take, especially something like the Super Bowl, which, you know, you'll know a certain amount of that going into it?
1: That's a great question. Uh there's about three or four avenues we use for something like that. Um, obviously at, at a high level, we, we do use CDNs extensively. Now, before I go too deep into the answer, um, there's two parts to the system. There's the entire website part of it. And then there's the streaming part of it. Um, I'll talk more on the website part of it. The streaming is, it's, it's a beast on its own. Um, but on the website, what we do is, um, We know the pattern in which the users are using our systems, whether it is for watching something like the Top Gun show or all the way up to Super Bowl. Um, We have a very good sense of uh, how they are navigating the system and where do they land and how do they get into it and then how do they find the show that they are looking for and all all that fun stuff. And we also know the... Uh, request rate for all of them. So we have extensive monitoring built out uh, on our on our systems that tell us like at any point of time, this is the RPS. Uh, these are the number of users uh, hitting us or uh, how many systems we have up and running, like what's the CPU memory, all that. it's it's very extensively built out. Um, So, we take all of this data. We have our own internal non production systems. Uh, One of them is a performance environment. We have a very good performance team as well. Um, They take all of this information and then they try to replicate the production load as closely as possible. So, uh, now we don't get it always 100% right because, like, you know, there's a small fraction of users who go and do something else that we never expect. And that's common in a lot of the websites. Um, so we do a lot of randomization on our load tests. Uh, we make sure we have captured those 1%, 2% scenarios also when we, are, when we are testing it out. However, the big difference is in production, we hit all of our vendors on the back end. Like building systems and all of them. You can't do that in your non production system. So we have made sure, like, you know, we can, in one way or the other, either mock it out or, uh, or like, you know, uh, write to a dev null kind of uh, stuff when we hit those scenarios. So you can cover them too. So it's a lot of um, trial and error to understand um, what users are doing on production and how to replicate it. On a non-production environment, and then um, do those load tests, and then use uh, decent like extrapolation algorithms to make sure, like you know, all right, if we hit like ten x of this load, uh, what do we need uh, to stay up and running?
0: I, I mean, obviously, there's a <laughs> it's, it's it isn't one thing, and it's interesting. It is you know, part partially science, and I think you know, when I'm hearing you speak about different parts of it, there's a little bit of art. I guess, you know, when it comes to, you know, Paramount Plus and, you know, uh, the scale and, and 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 making sure you're addressing that, right? I mean, obviously, different companies at different sizes will have different needs. When it comes to tools for your team, how do you start looking at that from the build versus buy? Because obviously, there are tools for high scale, but but obviously... You know, then there's high scale, and then there's high scale. So, how, how do how do you view this maybe, you know, discussion of you know whether you build or you buy uh, for the, kind of like the tooling you look for?
1: It's a great question. So, there's two or three dimensions to to that uh, to that question. There is the tool itself. Um, what can it do? But then the more important question is what kind of a team do you have and how can they adopt that tool? And because the tool is only as good as the people that are adopting it. Uh, you can't, um, otherwise, it's a useless piece of stack. So there are very few tools or like very few companies that approach the scale problem, like what we do. Um, like, you know, Like I said, Hosting something like Super Bowl is not a trivial task. Uh, this it's extremely involved and uh, and a very uh, high pressure, high uh, scale uh, situation. So when we evaluate tools, um, they have to absolutely fit the problem we are trying to solve. Uh, that's number one criteria. Because I've been at places where the Problem is made to fit the tool rather than the other way around. Um, So we have to be extremely careful on that evaluation process. The second one is um, um, given the fact that, like, you know, not many companies or many vendors or uh, people that build tools have experience at this scale, we try to bring them in house and make them or craft them to our needs rather than giving it away to someone else and say like, hey, you run this um, because most likely they won't be able to handle that kind of load when it comes in. And then the third part is most of the time we we always buy tools that, that my team or the teams within Paramount Plus can adopt. Um, very rarely it has been the other way around. So making sure that there's a good fit between the talent and tool is... Extremely important. Um, There's the last piece, which is um, a very important thing to also consider is the tool itself needs to be able to, uh, should be able to scale horizontally Um, because we, as in Paramount+, Plus, our stack is, I mean, we are hosted completely in the cloud. We make sure we can distribute our um, cloud regions across the U.S. Um, So we are, as of earlier this year, uh, fully multi-regional. We are multi-regional capable and we can spin up multiple regions within like different time zones um, as uh, depending on where our users are. Um, So the tools that we also buy or build, we make sure that they can scale out accordingly because we don't want like our stack in, let's say, in the central region, but the tool can only work in the east region. So that won't uh, work for us. So that's very important. So it's about like three or four things at the high level. Of course, there's like things like pricing and what's the support of that, uh, like, you know, the support uh, that we can get from that tool and all the other stuff. Um, those are obviously important, uh, but but these are like the most important criteria when, when we are evaluating tools at the scale.
0: Absolutely. I, I guess just to touch on it, cause you mentioned talent within this component of build by, and obviously, you know, adoption across other teams, your team. And, and I know, you know, you've been a paramount for, for a number of years now when you actually do address that talent side, you know, everyone, when you hear hiring managers at big companies, they're like, you yeah, know, I want to have somebody who's dealt with scale. You know, have they, have they seen scale, I guess when it comes to talent and, and kind of your team, when when you're looking to hire, how big or small of a requirement is the need to have seen a certain size of a scale?
1: That's that's a great question. So we, when hiring for talent at scale, where we hire them is very important um, because there's the. Uh, handling the production environment uh, there, absolutely you need someone at scale uh, someone that has operated at scale. Um, but there's also like the internal people that did in, handle internal environments or DevOps processes and CI/CD and all that stuff. Their scale is like, you know, most people have handled companies that are like, you know, 10,000, 20,000 people already. So it's relatively easier to uh, find and train and, all that stuff. The crux of the problem is hiring talent that manage like these large events or like production environments. What we have taken the approach is uh, it's of course very difficult to find. Um, Like, you know, great people, as we all know, it takes time. We make sure like the top tier um, people that are in there have that experience. And then we bring in people that are, curious and hungry and have the appetite for taking on a challenge like this and then grow them up. So the team that we have right now is not all of them ran Super Bowls or like, you know, or or a Thanksgiving retail event uh, that are like similar size in the past, but a lot of them grew into it. Um, They were sat on the sidelines first observing how things are done and then eventually grew into it. Like I personally, myself, never ran a super bowl uh, prior to Paramount plus but like you know i learned from the experts out here and eventually grew into that um, so it takes time it's not an easy task um, and then this you have to it's it's almost like a big massive chess game when you're handling uh, there's like so many pieces you have to uh, take care of Uh, There's no enemies. I mean, we love our end users. (laughs) So I just meant the chess came from the point of like, you know, uh, how many things you have to keep uh, track of and make sure everything is moving at an even pace.
0: Absolutely. That makes sense. Obviously, uh, not easy to find people that have dealt with that scale all the time. Um, I guess the one thing, you know, we haven't touched on that that I was thinking about, um, you mentioned... Being multi-cloud, multi-region, fully in the cloud, is the security uh, component to this? The implications and and kind of the impact to your team, and uh, I guess maybe if you could talk a little bit about just just that side, that'd be interesting.
1: So, uh, once you're in the cloud, the you're as secure as your. It's a joint effort with your cloud vendors. Um, it's it's not like. Security is fully their responsibility or fully our responsibility. So we have to be extremely cognizant of that fact. Yeah, you can't, you um, know, like hand wave around that. And then in the cloud, it's even more challenging than when we were in the data center because data centers obviously are locked down and you have full control on who is accessing what. But once you get into the cloud, you lose some of that a uh, little bit. So this does involve us, like you know, putting in more control and audit frameworks in place, uh, a control perspective in terms of who can do what. Um, so we have frequent uh, revisions and rewrites of our security policies and all that. Uh, but more importantly, uh, monitoring what what is going on in the cloud. Uh, do we have people that have some uh, illegal access or like, you know, a common problem everyone has these days is like their cloud, whether public or private getting used for crypto mining, make sure like, you know, things like those don't happen um, on, on your side. So there's like various tools that we use. Um, and again, those fall into the build versus buy um, discussion again, but uh But we have a very good team internally uh, whose primary responsibility is to make sure the cloud is as secure as um, possible. We work very closely with uh, our cloud vendor, uh, Google or Amazon in this case, and make sure there's like frequent audits. Uh, There's like all these SOC compliance uh, audits that we also go through to make sure like, you know, nothing is slipping through the cracks. Knock on convert so far we haven't had any major incident but and we are hoping to keep it that way
0: absolutely no. that's that's i mean obviously it's a it uh, sounds like a, you, you need a good partnership to make all that work and um a lot of moving parts uh, i was going to say you know thank you for being on um it's been great to to hear your perspective of of kind of the scale and the challenges um before I let you go um I'd like to to run through uh, a few questions just to uh, have everyone learn a little bit more about you I guess the first thing I was gonna ask is um you know what motivates you about your job obviously you know it sounds like uh you've got a whole host of challenges, but what's that what's that motivation to to keep pushing forward?
1: That's a great question so I've been in the industry for almost close to twenty five years now. I think like in the past three, four years, um, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting about five years now in Paramount Plus, but in the past few years, the kind of problems I have solved, I haven't solved it anywhere else. Um, so these are extremely unique problems to solve. It, it takes a lot of uh, uh, patience and tenacity and working closely with so many highly talented people to solve something uh, like this. So that motivates me quite a bit. Um, uh, Just the scale that I was talking about, that is one big problem in itself. There's like lots of other challenges also. The next big thing is, I mean, I loved movies growing up. I used to watch a lot of them. Um, TV shows, yeah, some, but not as many as movies. And it fits right in that alley of like, you know, solving big problems in a space that is super interesting and growing quite a bit. And there's so much competition and like, you know, everyone's trying to do something new and staying ahead of that curve. So put all of that together, like, you know, it really motivates me quite a bit.
0: Absolutely. If you could take away one part of your job, um, maybe you, it's, I don't know if we call it the least favorite cause it might not be what you take away, but, but what would you take away? Like if you could remove one thing that you're like, is maybe your least favorite, I guess.
1: I love solving technical problems more than process related problems. Now, those are important. The process related problems you want, you want to have the process work for you versus the other way around. Um, but I wish there was like one process that fits everyone and everyone is happy, (laughs) you know, uh, that I would probably, I enjoy less um, solving rather than the entire technical issues or uh, the technical side of things.
0: Absolutely. What's a productivity hack that um, you found helps you manage your, your schedule, your day better?
1: I do a couple of small things that have helped me. One is I always make sure that I know what my day is going to look like tomorrow or the next week. So I'm like, you know, I I come prepared for that day. So that reduces the stress. The next big thing uh, I take care is that I make sure I get enough breaks, uh, whether in a day or overall to keep my peace of mind going. Uh, it's very easy to get stressed out and burnt out um, uh, over a period of time when you're dealing with all these large scale issues day in, day out. So I would highly recommend anyone, like, you know, find that zone where you can go in and um, like have a mini, mini or a micro vacation almost every day or every week. So like, you you come back charged again. So that's, uh, that's something very important.
0: Absolutely. Last one for you. Um, you mentioned as a kid, you liked movies obviously, um, and you're a successful professional now, but if you weren't doing this job, is there another thing that you would have done with your life instead? Is there, is there something else that you'd have been like, that would have been my career if I was not in technology?
1: That's interesting. I um, haven't thought too much on that side, but I think I'm a lot into like meditation and uh, yoga and all that stuff. So maybe that might be an alternate. Uh, I wouldn't say like career path, but helping out people from that aspect. So I, w- I probably would have considered that. Uh, given a chance, I would still make a movie, but I'm not that rich enough. To it. <laughs> <laughs> but (laughs) who knows
0: hey you you grew up and you're involved in the movies that's that's pretty darn close so i think uh i think you've done well and uh it's 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 great to hear that uh, you know something that you had as a passion as a kid and as aligned uh, as an adult so that's that's awesome um shiva thanks for being on thanks for sharing i thought it was great uh great talking to you
1: thank you thanks for hosting me
0: That's it for this episode. I'll be back again with a different guest, a different topic. Until then, please like, subscribe, share, leave a comment wherever you are watching or listening to this episode. I can't thank you enough if you do. Until next time, thank you and goodbye.